do the thing that God put Ron Burgundy on this earth to do. Have salon quality hair and read the news. I feel like I'm getting drunk and electrocuted at the same time. You need to pull it together. This guy's bad news. What happens now? Now I go to work. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm um, so KTTS. Good morning, everybody. It is your second to the last day of February, I mean, pardon me, of January, and then we'll be full of February. Uh, what time in the next couple hours, uh, nighttime over Syria, will the United States strike back? I should get new suspense music, uh, but I won't. Um, we'll get right on that. Uh, that's the red hot uh, um, poker in the fire in the American news today that uh, the the war that we've been in with Iran for a couple of weeks that some of us can recognize finally reared its ugly head and took three American lives uh, on the soil of the Hashemite kingdom of Jordan. Uh, so many, many complexities. We'll get to all of them. Um, and fully functional film producer uh, Rob is here today. Did you have a serviceable weekend? I had a decent one. Thank you. Uh, I had a good one until I tweaked my knee. Knees, as it turns out, very important in the walking act. Kind of. Yeah, or just standing or <laughs> standing up if you're sitting. Um, and uh, and then, as it turns out, the getting in the car thing, that mm -hmm. that's uh, that's tough. So I'm, I'm doing I'm old. I'm backing up, putting my butt in the seat and pivoting, pivoting uh, it in. And then uh, here is a classic mistake. Um, yesterday morning, just trying to get the swelling down and the pain. I didn't see that it said. Tylenol PM. <laughs> well, the PM means something, as it turns out. means you better have a couple hours to uh, sleep this one off. And so we were supposed to go uh, to an anime uh, store up in Japan where my, my uh, the, the kid. In Japan? Uh, uh, yes, actually. <laughs> jump a plane and uh, go to Japan. Nice. And uh, she's a great little artist and, and um, electronically with pad and, and all that. But you have to actually get the book. But then it turns out there's one in Olympia, so we went to that one. And then I and then I I said I'll be over there having a wedge salad. So I went and checked out, and had a wedge salad as I I watched. Uh, I you know what I shouldn't I, I I should say this. I don't promote gambling. I'm just saying if you're gonna do it, do it smart. I lived in Reno for two years, and when I put money on like the Lions in Week Eight, it's because I know they're going to be in the NFC Championship game because of stuff, because of stuff and junk. I'm I, and I don't give recommendations. I'm just saying, well, here's what I'm doing. But uh, anyway, so so there's that. Otherwise, gambling bad because I'm not a gambleholic. Uh, if I see something that I know is a sure thing, it's like walking past a twenty and not bending over. I mean, <laughs> sure. that's that's how it feels like to me. Uh, when you see something that on Monday morning that you know that Vegas doesn't know, you you take those points. But uh, um, anyway, but uh, will a kinetic response to what happened in Jordan happen uh, later on today? Yes, um, because it's the beginning of the news cycle, and the, the they want to uh, grab the don't don't worry. Um, a, a fully functional adult is in charge here in the White House. And remember, just a couple of weeks ago, Biden Biden said he had one word for Iran and Hezbollah, et cetera. And it was don't. Then he said it three more times. Don't, don't, don't. And then Kamala whipped it out and said don't and the whole thing. So they decided that's their 
their uh, evil Brandon code word is don't. So he's are they going to announce the uh, the deployment of the USS or else? You know, I I don't I don't know, but anyway, we'll we'll get into it. But I put too much work in uh, this morning's uh, morning montage, wrapping up a little bit of the weekend and a preview of what we're going to cover uh, this morning. I was certainly not going to telegraph punches to the Iranians or to these groups that they're backing. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? He refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation, and all the rest. Can we go in? It's terrible. I mean, this this happens all the time. Alone, if you put them in one area, the seventh largest state, it would be the state of illegal immigrants. Because, I mean, what is this, going to turn into a civil war? I mean, you've got the Texas rights versus federal rights, both sides with guns. I've been calling for that sleazeball has to go, and I don't know why we have to get rid of Santos. As you can see, they're all wearing matching pajamas, dark hoodies. The president vowing to retaliate, promising in a statement to hold all those responsible to account. Causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. I had to put that in twice just so that that you know you heard it right. Yes, uh, Trump has caused all kinds of things, but I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him. Uh, accused of causing defecation. Fantastic. But th- then again, I, <laughs> I'm not former Speaker of the House. And and uh, and, and you, you heard the other thing, right? That, uh, yes, Bellevue is plagued with female car bandits wearing pajamas. <laughs> Where, and also using apparent hammers. When You have to say apparent because you're not there to witness it. But they're holding a wooden-handled object with a metallic head and swinging it rapidly at your passenger side front window. So you can hear them destroying that passenger window in the video. What appears to be a hammer is what they used. Can confirm it appears to be a hammer. But uh, any, anyway, uh, that really is happening. They're, they're, and they're on ring doorbell. A couple of them aren't hiding their faces. But girls in pajamas uh, the gang of girls in pajamas out in uh, I, I i don't know i don't know how the how a girl party works if you get if you're all hooched up or something and someone says let's go break into the cars and a couple uh, a couple ring doorbell uh, videos uh, have people turning on, hearing this and and turning on lights and going hey you girls in pajamas just continue your slumber party elsewhere <laughs> So as as you would, but uh, anyway, they're, they're lucky they're in Bellevue. My daughter wears pajamas almost all the time. So I, I know. I and also, by the way, hey, local parents uh, on the school board, what's the deal with pajamas in school? I don't get it. Man. It's been going on for a couple of years now, and it's totally part of the infantization of youth. You know, keeping your kid on Obamacare till he's thirty five or whatever. But I mean, I think I, I, I'm wild theory. Wait, let me let me lean over and pull it out. Um, it was because in many cases, kids got to spend a year in their pajamas. Yeah, at, in sense. front of a Zoom screen. Um, I mean, and I, you know, it, I was wearing pajamas. You know, I wasn't going to tell the kid you put on a proper suit of clothes for your day at school in front of Zoom. I didn't do it because I wasn't doing it. My my personal hygiene was no one's business during the COVIDs. And and I've got to think that they were unaware that we're back to normal 
or yeah. you get up at an uncomfortable uh, an uncomfortable time of day. You get on a bus and wearing clothes, and you go to school. And also the fuzzy slippers at school. <laughs> Did you make your bed during the COVID crisis? Uh no. Really? No. No, we had we had we, we it was total. That was the comfort zone. Hot day, go in, fan on me, you know, whatever. Cold, you know, nine degrees where we lived, uh, you know, comforters, and that 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 was the don't touch zone. Mm. That that was the best part. Mm. But when it was time to go to work, uh, like to a studio, I put clothing on. And went to the studio and paid attention to hygiene and didn't steal or sexually harass, all the things that adults do. But I got to say on this one thing, on what you wear to school, uh, a line has been crossed. A Rubicon has been crossed. And Caesar in pajamas has crossed the Rubicon, I tell you. Um, and because it, it that's one thing... Uh, the alternate footwear uh, craze is all over, but but you know uh, when when you get to becoming a breaking and entering you know car thief in Bellevue, uh, you know have some respect and wear some pants uh, or something or suit. Uh, do you want to hear um, how I, now I believe me? I was like, how do you tie Donald Trump to defecation on January six? Well, he unleashed it. Was <laughs> what it was. So, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, now, now, again, they're continuing the narrative this morning that it's Trump who is addled mentally. But um, Nancy Pelosi is saying he now now he has the power to just make you. What Donald Trump was trying to say, uh, what Donald Trump was trying to say. Just just poo uh, or something. But uh, anyway, I'll get that. I'll, I'm not going to fix my problems on the air anymore. That's that's my my new uh, my new. Uh, pledge uh for for uh, professional radio and then by by the way with the least amount of reason to wear pants i respect that we have we have a we have a style guide i used to wear shorts uh, even in the winter but if they're not called for you don't wear them you know, i'm so just so that you folks know what, what what you know the pain that i'm playing with what donald trump was trying to say which was not true i'm a little confused last night president biden mocked donald trump called him a little confused. He said Trump can't tell the difference between you and Nikki Haley. Now, let's put aside the substance of what Donald Trump was trying to say, which was not true. So Nancy won't do that. She won't leave it alone. She has to read—because picking at the January 6th scab is part of the uh, the, the, the narrative now. It's, you can't just answer that—you can't just, like, take that as a given. Nikki Haley and Nate—anybody can get a name mixed up seven times is kind of a lot. But— but the fact is, he was lying about the fact that he would not send the National Guard mm -hmm. to, to the Capitol when Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Nancy Pelosi were begging him to do it all day, begging the Secretary of Army and the Secretary of Defense, acting Secretary of Defense, to call upon the president to do that, making that appeal to him. He refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. There you go. That's how that, that's how that works. So, people, if you're not regular, just uh, just uh, insist to your friends to say, "Hey, uh, ask me to deploy the National Guard," and <laughs> and then you say, "No, I won't deploy the National Guard." To call upon the president to do that, making that appeal to him, he refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. <laughs> there you go. It doesn't get old. So I I know that so that that happened yesterday, and I'm I'm like 
did I just hear that? Is <laughs> are you blaming Trump also for for the the defecation? Um, <clears throat> uh, because uh, because frankly, I, that would be an amazing superpower. Um, by the way, there's this ultrasonic weapon for crowd control uh, that the Marine Corps <laughs> developed, and it that's what it does. It it causes a harmonic hum. A, a deep sonic hum in your uh, elementary canal. I think Art Bell used to talk about that. Yeah, I'm no, it's a thing. Um, it's like that's that's the worst crowd control uh, thing ever. You know, please. It's uh, now, now look at that. The Marines are causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. Uh, so there you go. The Marines really going uh, going full Pelosi on that one. I don't think you've ever deployed it on American soil to guard a Marine Corps base that's had a, a demonstration or something. Also in Bellevue yesterday, Bellevue PD shutting down, I'm going to say 4th um, at the south end of uh, Bellevue Square because it was a pro-Palestinian rally with a whole bunch of people who don't know what river or what sea should be free or whatever. Um, and they, they gave him the time of day uh, yesterday on a, on a shopping day. You know, Sunday is a big day at uh, Bellevue Square. Um, so that happened. A lot, lot of uh, developments uh, in Palestine. What, what, what's really fun uh, in Gaza, what's really funny about the, the current Secretary General of the, uh, the UN, Antonio Gutierrez, is that whenever he discovers something that everyone's been talking about for a decade, he's horrified. He's abhorred. I'm abhorrified by this, and the uh, Israelis and the U.S. back this up because if you don't know this, you have to go through Hamas to get a job at the U.N. Uh, Relief and Works Agency, Un UNRWA, as you have to very subtly pronounce the R. All U.N. money goes, goes through UNRWA in Gaza, and you know what? To work there, everybody who goes forward to apply to work for the UN has to go through Hamas. You have to understand that uh, much of your salary is going to go to Hamas, and then if you don't agree to this, they're not going to approve you for the hiring list because the UN treats Hamas as if they're a government, not a baby decapitating terrorist group. And so the Israelis, um, and and here was the thing: it was UNRWA that claims they discovered this and fired the employees. They, they found out not only is widespread corruption happening in Gaza, vis-a-vis American tax dollars in the UN and Hamas, um, but some, they can account for some of the UN employees participating in the October 7th baby decapitation. What a shocker. And so Antonio Gutierrez was, he was stunned. The line forms here to be stunned and shocked by my stunning shockingness. And he, he played that game. He's always stunned. Um, and But then he said, I would hold off on holding back the money because the United States, um, such as the France, UK, Canada, Australia, we all said, because we're, we're the lion's share of that money, by the way. If pe people like Joe Scarborough blaming Netanyahu for Hamas getting funded. It's our, those are our tax dollars the Israelis have been telling us for years. You know, they're running it as a Ponzi scheme. It's an NGO. Uh, there, it's 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 a money suck for American uh, tax contributions to the UN. We fund the WHO, lion's share of the WHO. We were funding the lion's share of this idiotic front organization because Hamas looked at that and they're like, "Well, look at so we get to choose who gets hired." It's like telling the mob, um, "Please pick our 
a construction contractor, please, and then we'll pay you, then you pay them. That's exactly what it's like. Um, and uh, and then, oh, by the way, all the ambulances that you go funded me, please. Those are transportations and those are tactical transport in Syria and Gaza. The Hamas took all the sexy kit that was offloaded from the kind people of Belgium or the kind people of Alberta, and they repurposed the vans as secure transportation for their uh, senior kahunas because they knew that uh, Israel would be blamed for, you know, blowing up a ambulance that had a nine-year-old leukemia victim on her way to chemo in Gaza or somebody because Hamas runs uh, the message like that. So it's 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 causing defecation. Damage, destruction, defecation. So anyway, um, <clears throat> well, we went 20 minutes before I had to mention this story. You know, every time I learn something... Uh, cringy. I have to turn my pain into your pain and make you all feel it. And that that's my way of purging it. I don't know if you're ready for this, Rob. Thank you. Um, okay, let me tease it with this. Do not, when you get to work, whatever you do, do not, <laughs> do not Google Shigeo Takuda. He is a movie star of how sorts. Do you, how, do you spell, <laughs> how do you spell that? S-H-I-G-E-O, first name, last name Takuda, Tango Oscar, Kilo, Uniform, uh, Delta Alpha, Tokuda, just like it sounds. Um, because, you know, I'm fascinated by economies. The economy that sprung up out of um, uh, the illegal uh, alien industrial complex includes social media. Um, social media stars that do nothing but walk from Panama to Eagle Pass, Texas, then they walk back. And they give real-time, you know, everyday updates on how to walk into America, right? So more on that. We know a little bit more about this this phony uh, border control bill. <clears throat> so uh, wherever there's money, there will be economies. Thing two, the world's two oldest populations that are getting older by the day are, number one, Japan, number two, Italy. There's some dispute, but they're roughly... Uh, within a few months of each other, the world's oldest pop and largest cohort of pop populations, right? Um, which is interesting because Italy had a disastrous COVID because COVID killed the oldsters. But Japan locked down real fast. So Japan's, the toll on J the Japanese old wasn't uh, nearly as bad. But as, as old people age, um, a new market has... Uh, has presented itself because we've never had populations this old. Um, and like, like in Europe, they've realized we can't have these huge social welfare states if we don't have more workers than we have paying into the system with all these people living longer because no one counted on them living longer. Uh, and it, it was funny because a non-economist – um, the celebrated liberal anti-communist poet Václav Havel, when the Czech Republic ascended or acceded or ascended to the EU, one of the things you had to do for EU membership is you had to put those, uh, you know, cancerous disease lung pictures like they have in Canada on a cigarette case to, to deter people from smoking, right? And Václav Havel said, what's the point? And they said, well, so people live longer. And he said, but... We can't afford people to live longer. We need people to retire and die a year later. Because Czechs smoke like a diesel exhaust. I mean, Czech women, Czech men, 
just smoke. They they smokey smoke smoke. And he realized we don't have the revenue model here in taxes to, to fund all their pensions. We need them to croak to bump off around 62 or 63. I mean, he said it out loud. But um, it, it, so anyway, in Japan, there's a different kind of market. And uh, they do boy, there. am I talking around this real bad. But I, I got to say, I never I, I, I didn't anticipate. Um, I don't know if the Japanese have a healthier lifestyle or so, whatever, but the Japanese, the the Japanese ulcers, they remember remember that the internet was perverted very early on. All right, okay, so you know what we're talking about, right? Well, in Japan, it's silver. Um, so uh, it's uh, movies. Well, I'll just say this. How about the movie titles? Forbidden Elderly Care. Hitting it on the head there, buddy. Yeah. Um, the training, uh, the manic training of Lolitas. Uh, and in it, uh, the it's 83, Shigeo Takuda. <laughs> I'm not reading this sentence. Okay, well, it, it is a story from the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> uh, his huge portfolio includes roles in Forbidden Elderly Care and the Manic Training of Lolitas, was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's oldest four-letter four word actor, starts with a P, ends with Orn. 2017, <laughs> he was recognized as the world's oldest actor in that particular genre of films. You know what he is now? 83. God bless him. 83. I'm, I mean, can't lie to you. I'm a bit of an admirer, but I never heard about that market. But where there is a demand, there's a market. People are 83. They're 75. They're they're in the forbidden elderly home. It's it's a thing. It's insane. And anyway, and by the way, we are getting older too. Nowhere near China, Italy, or Japan. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll uh, deep dive into what happened in Jordan. Uh, over the weekend, three Americans dead at the hands of Iran. That's the way it works. But uh, how does the White House see it? We'll uh, check in right after this. Same 770 KTTH. Hey, you. Get your damn hands off. Oh, I think you got the wrong car, McFly. <laughs> George, help me, please. Just turn around, McFly, and walk away. Get your damn hands off. Hey, you, get your damn hands off. That's just creepy. Mm, uh, what's that? George McFly. Oh, yeah. Well, because the White House gave a stern warning uh, to Iran. Um, this morning, uh, and it, here, here's what it sounded like uh, to me. I'm, I'm just saying to me. It, uh, hey, you, get your damn hands off. Um, as the White House is trying really, really hard, uh, I'm, I mean, and th this is like the Black Knight at the bridge losing his left arm and saying it's just a flesh wound. That's effectively what's happening, is that <clears throat> um, uh, one-way kamikaze drones keep hitting the American bases in Syria, yeah? Their bases and um, and we keep saying, oh no 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 no, it's just a, it was a, it's, just, it's a kid's model and it went off track or whatever. Well, it's unequivocal. You can't deny it. 
when the Iranian-made drone uh, lands at an American uh, rear supply base in Jordan, right on the uh, the Syrian border. Um, by the way, Amazon Sunday, KTTH Brunch is here. So, um, so much backstory. So little time here in the in the fake hour. But let's go right to the uh, to the spokes hole. No question there's going to be a response, and you heard that from the president yesterday. We, we will respond. Uh, but as we've done in the past, we're going to do it in a time and a manner of our choosing. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be careful. We'll be deliberate about this. Uh, and, uh, and, we'll, and the president will make the right decisions at the right time. Uh, we're certainly not going to telegraph punches to the Iranians or to these groups that they're backing. No question there's going to be a response. Uh, um, and so, uh, hey, you, get your damn hands off. So I can report this at uh, around, what is it, 5.30 at night uh, in, in Syria right now. Uh, sunset is uh, around uh, uh, 6.45. Uh, it's a waning gibbous moon. Uh, it's going to be clear skies. But um, yesterday, there was a convoy of air-to-air refuelers from March Air Force Base in California and uh, Nebraska, and they all went east. They all went to uh, to stage uh, out of uh, Ramstein and to Aludade and other bases at Doha and Qatar. So something something big is being planned. And the you know you know what a fan I am of uh, logistics. You can always tell how big the thing is going to be by how many tankers we send there. Um, right now, no commercial aircraft are flying through Syrian airspace. I mean, believe it or not, they normally do. But they're they're steering clear of one particular area, the sort of middle uh, of of Syria, that where where Iranians in uniform are openly operating um, in support of the the uh, Bashar Assad uh, regime. Um, so there are, and and this is what, as I said, the White House never wanted to deal with this because it's a election year. They don't want to have to explain why. They b- between trade tariffs and trade sanctions on China and Americans on the ground in Syria, Biden hasn't bothered a hair on their chinny chin chins, and he can't explain why. He can't to or he's just gonna lose more Democrats because uh, remember you know he was the counter Trump, uh, but Trump defeated ISIS by sending American troops physically on the ground. Uh, and unleashing our overwhelming uh, air superiority um, and uh, that whole thing. So anyway, the reality of Monday, the 29th of January, is that he's got his war. Maybe he's going to deny it. They've been denying it since October 7th. It was always, if, if Gaza, if Hamas slaughtering 1,500 Jews and torturing and raping and doing all sorts of unspeakable things to people, if that didn't drive a wedge between Israel and Saudi Arabia, the, the, the Israeli countermeasure, the Israeli counterattack, if that didn't drive a wedge between um, Iran, or pardon me, Israel and Saudi Arabia and, and their looming peace deal and handshake, then uh, Iran would go big or go home, and that would be <clears throat> um, provoke the United States into reacting in such a way. And what they want, their walk-off home run, is for us to retaliate and continue airstrikes physically in Iraq. Okay, now we, we took a pretty unprecedented measure uh, two weeks ago by bombing targets in Baghdad, um, known Shia, Iran-supported militia uh, targets. The Iranian, pardon me, the Iraqi government 
looks the other way because they're secretly cheering us on. Because Iran has set up a parallel army in Iraq. There's the Iraqi government and the Iraqi army. The Iraqi army doesn't like these Iranian Shia militias uh, that Iran just set up and funds. I mean, they get a salary. They have rank. They pop into Iran for schools and academies and all this. The Iraqi government doesn't like. How would you like Canada setting up, you know, an alternate army in America? That's effectively what they're doing. And they're, they're an army that belongs to a specific political party in Iraq. So how, how do you like Canada setting up an army just for the Democrats? You know, as if. Um, but uh, so that's what's going on. That's part of the power dynamic um, behind what's going to happen later on today. However, um, what, like, for instance, Lindsey Graham and the rest, what they're saying about, well, we got to strike Iranian targets in Iran. Well, here's the problem. Three Americans dead on Jordanian soil, not, uh, not American soil, and in in the in the field of how these things are perceived, you know that's a big deal. What the Biden administration should do is strike targets that are very meaningful and expensive to Iran along the Persian Gulf, because the the most immediate threat is Iranian uh, naval counterstrikes in the against oil tankers um, and, and, and the whole thing. Uh, we could bomb the crap out of Iran, but guess what? We would be in the war that Biden said he would never get us in. Because they are – and here's part of the problem about an enemy like Iran. <clears throat> if you give them dead bodies, they're just popping champagne corks. So that's what they want. They celebrate their martyrs. It's like a national holiday. They force people to stay at home and, or come out to a, a demonstration. Um, and it's all it is is dead young men. And so we can give them that um, in Syria, where they do have hundreds of guys in uniform. But what's happening, uh, and, and, and they've had a day to do this. <clears throat> what's happening um, in Syria right now is that the known Iranian militia bases, everybody's changing into Syrian uniform. And I mean, that's what they do. It's what they've done for years. They all have uh, alternate uniform because they know how much we rely on on visual surveillance. What what they don't know or don't appreciate is that we have plenty of, of eyes on the ground. And we know they do. We know that they dress in Syrian uniforms and then they drive ambulances around. So there's some actual no kidding uh, Iranian revolutionary revolutionary guard corps uh, uh, bases there, just like. In Syria, there are several American, very austere forward operating bases. That's why uh, at the primary one, Al-Tanf, uh, in Syria, there's a, a logistics base just inside the Jordanian border. And I mean, I mean, you can shoot a rifle bullet and hit Syria from this base. It's right there. And <clears throat> um, this is news to most Americans. And so what are the numbers? Well, usually it fluctuates, but uh, there's about 1,000 Americans in uh, in Syria, we don't – the Pentagon's been told, you know, don't crow about it. You know, if uh, some guy wins a Medal of Honor, he shall remain anonymous, you know, or whatever. But don't crow about American special operations and a lot other Air Force types on the ground in Syria. And they do get in direct fire combat. They direct uh, air support, you know, the whole thing. But this is just very uncomfortable for the Biden administration to even admit that – because somebody in the Democratic Party – Pretty high up is going to say, why are they there again? And now you got to explain that you didn't change a thing 
about that entire uh, pre- presence that that uh, uh, that you didn't change a bit of of Trump policy on that um, that you, you you left that policy and uh, and then guess what Can, Trump the Trump policy has made the defecation hit the the fan damage destruction defecation all over the fan. And so uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, the U.S. will strike back. And so the, the, there's a cycle to this. There will be several dozen dead Iranians by close of business here with the sun's up in, in the U.S. Um, and that will give the Iranians uh, more causes to to do what they're doing, which will be escalate and make it about the Iraqi government, make it about the U.S. embassy in Baghdad, try to kill more Americans. Because we're unwilling to make Iran Iran pay a price, which is the, the there's no such thing as proportional response to this. We're not going to shoot a kamikaze drone at a kindergarten in Iran, but anyway, uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTT. I'm Sony so KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. Meanwhile, the Israelis are getting their piece. Uh, two Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps uniformed uh, people were killed, several wounded uh, this morning in what Iranian and Syrian media said was an Israeli attack on the outskirts of Damascus. The Syrian capital with Iran's ambassador to Damascus denying reports the location was an Iranian military reports, but uh, the Israelis providing video. But uh, so so anyway, the, the the ongoing civil war in uh, in Iran, and you know, there's been a, a decade plus uh, uh, of it. It's, it's become uh, a pretty giant rectum magnet for the Iranians, and uh, the Iranians have been on the ground there for a while because they have Bashar Assad's back on this one. The Arab Spring may be the Arab Spring, but it ain't happening in Syria. And why would that be? Um, well, because uh, the regime, the the Assad family, uh, his dad and and Bashar, uh, they are from a sect of Shia Islam called Alawite, and the Iranians are not going to sit back and watch the the Shia Empire from Hezbollah to in in Lebanon to uh, Alawites in in Syria uh, to Shia in Iraq fall. Not on their watch. That's what they're there for, and that's their motivation. Um, by the way, and that's why. Uh, Putin said to Assad seven years ago, wouldn't it be fun to kick out all your Sunnis and make them go to Germany? And Assad said, well, how do you do that? And Putin said, well, I hear I hear poison gas is a uh, awful uh, convincing uh, motivator. That'll make people pack a bag and leave. And so that's how they de-Sunified uh, Syria. Um, meanwhile, the Taliban and the Iranians are transplanting people. They're saying, hey, it's free land in Syria. We hear it's pretty fertile. Um, uh, and so, so anyway, that, that's why they're there. And the, the targets are pretty mature. They've been there for a couple of years, but the, but again, the, the, what are the Americans doing there in, in the, the Eastern part of Syria, the, the main American base, the, the main thorn in their side is called Al-Tanf, T-A-N-F. Um, and Syria, let me describe a border to you using my hands because it's radio. The southern Syrian border with Jordan is a, like a straight line, a, a northwest pointing straight line, right? Um, and then Jordan and Iraq meet, and at the border it makes a T with uh, Syria. Well, that T, the the standy-uppy part, what did we learn in second grade? The T has a leg, one leg, then you cross the leg. 
<laughs> anyway, the, the the one leg is pointing up um, at the American base all the time. You, yeah, you can see it on Google Earth and, you know, the whole thing. Um, and that has been the target for – it was the target of the Wagner uh, mercenary group a couple of years ago. They, they lost like 300 guys in a couple hours because uh, it turns out we have a thing or two that can protect this sort of thing. Now, one of the troops that are primarily special forces – um, and other special operations forces, and then fire support people like Air Force, um, what are, the the guys that tell the close air support aircraft, the F-15s and A-10s, uh, bring your pew-pew over there, and I'm going to shoot smoke where the white smoke is. That's where the bad guys are, so go pew-pew on them. And so it's become a pretty efficient model because not not a hell of a lot of places to hide in that part of uh, Syria. But nevertheless, there they are. And, and, and so this has allowed the... Um, the Kurds in eastern Syria and the Americans to seize Assad's oil fields and sell the oil for your own money. The the <clears throat> Kurds do a land office business selling black market oil to our good NATO friend Erdogan in Turkey. He in turn uh, and his son his uh, make a land do a land office business selling the oil on the black market oil. Market and yes, there's a market for for oil that no one knows where it came from. Uh, so anyway, as you can tell, there's many many layers, and I don't for a second think that that uh, Grand Potus is uh, getting it all. But I but I, I do think that that uh, retaliating vigorously is not the way to go. Um, I, I think showing them that we're smarter than they think we are by sinking their navy because. The civilians are nowhere near Iranian. And by the way, you have the Iranian Navy, then you have the Islamic Republic Guard Corps Navy. The 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 IRGC is like the SS. So the inner, they're the the better, smarter, better looking guys, better paid, better uniformed guys. And you have to be invited to get in and and uh, the whole thing. But they ha they take up all the sexy kit. They get all the money and the whole thing. Sinking just their stuff would probably make most of the Iranian military high five. Um, on on that. Um, anyway, uh, here's here's uh, the, here's the warning on uh, from here from from Grandpotus. The president vowing to retaliate, promising in a statement to hold all those responsible to account at a time and in a manner of our choosing. The Republican criticism swift. Former President Trump issuing his own statement, blaming the attack on quote Joe Biden's weakness and surrender. Senator Lindsey Graham calling on the president to strike targets of significance inside Iran. The Biden administration has made major efforts to keep this war in Gaza from escalating. Deterrence has failed. And that's retired General uh, Barry McCaffrey, uh, the grandfather of Christian McCaffrey. Not really. Um, we're urging a a swift, robust... The militia groups, the White uh, response. House says, are behind the drone strike, are being funded, armed, and trained by Iran. They have some autonomy, but this is Iran. Is and uh, let me correct them. They, they, they have none. The, where to attack is the Iranians giving, giving them targeting information. And the Iranians ultimately have the red button. They could say, don't do it, but they did not. Um, on on that. So anyway, this this attack was physically in Jordan, um, and the uh, the the base it's uh, called Tower Twenty Two uh, is a logistics base. It has uh, Apache attack helicopters. We don't store them in in Syria. They're physically uh, in Jordan. 
Um, and the the calculation being that if the Iranians want to get froggy and bring Jordan into it, then they have to uh, they got to drop bombs on Jordan um, to do that. And you you have to be willing to take on a certain diplomatic albatross at, at, at that point. Um, and and they have uh, by attacking this base because here's the thing about the United States and Jordan. We, we have a hand-in-glove relationship with Jordan. The current king of Jordan, King Hussein's son. King Hussein liked flying. He was that, he was that royal that looked good in a jumpsuit, and he made sure you got a, a reminder of that every day. He liked flying and all thing. His son, the current king of Jordan, he likes simulating operator. He likes kicking doors and shoot houses and being trained by American Delta Force, the Special Forces guys. Um, and then wearing sexy kit and being photographed with his son doing he this is what uh, the guy likes to do this he wanted black hawk helicopters for jordan he got black hawks he wanted to fast rope down a black hawk with a live weapon and clear a building so he got to do it he does this stuff all the time he loves he loves american special operations on his soil he had no problem with this so now um our fight is his fight uh because it's not going to surprise me if you find out that there are uh, several Allied military wounded. Um, the, it's, it is confirmed that the three KIA are American. Uh, the, the, the American wounded are being flown to uh, Ramstein so they can go on to the Landstuhl Army uh, Medical Center uh, in Germany. But uh, anyway, it's that, that's your precursor. That's your, your pregame talk on, on that one. As I say right now, as I'm, I'm looking at Syrian airspace, let me turn off the discriminator. Uh, all commercial air traffic is avoiding Syrian air, Syrian airspace. And so far, the United States has not issued a NOTAR, a notice to airmen. No need for a NOTAM because there's no mariners. Um, but we have not issued a NOTAR at this point. We usually don't. That might be in a couple hours, and it might kick in in about four or five hours. But no one needs to be told. No one in commercial aviation needs to be told, check the door plug. And don't fly through Syria. They they all know this. So you can you can peel you can see all this air traffic all across Europe and the Middle East, and you see there's an eye of the hurricane that doesn't have a plane in it, and that's Syria. So Syria and Jordan, for the record, um, by the way. But uh, so so anyway, th this is what they're talking about now. Is what do we want to? Democrats don't like unproportionate response. I don't know why. I don't know what they're missing. But they they feel guilty if we go overboard. Okay, no one's going to nuke Tehran today, but um, the the Iranian uh, the backstory, the Revolutionary Guards, and all that they need to feel the pain for this. They have to feel the pain of losing three dead Americans. If for I mean for of killing three Americans, if for no other reason than that the morale on the ground, which is already not super high right now about our, our commitment to this, but it's going to go to hell. If they're fighting a war that no one knows about, and that when they when they do take casualties, nothing is done about it, because we have uh, ample resources to do something about it. And like I say, if it's not airborne right now, it was flying yesterday. But um, the and and as as you might be scratching your head, saying, "Wait, what do you mean broadcast location of our planes?" When things like KC-135s, which is a 707, when they're operating in civilian airspace, <clears throat> like they often do. Uh, over Emirates or uh, or, or uh, Qatar or Saudi Arabia, they broadcast their position via satellite that is uh, open to the public to see so that 
it's just one one more thing reminding you that uh, look look who's up at forty thousand feet. Look who's at fifty thousand feet. Just like unmanned aerial vehicles like Global Hawks, they will sit there and broadcast from fifty thousand feet. There's no commercial aircraft at that altitude, but they'll broadcast their location. And sometimes they'll turn it off. Sometimes they'll turn it on. Uh, anyway, this will. Uh, telegraph itself, no matter what Admiral Kirby says about telegraphing punches. There's some you can't help but telegraph. Uh, back in a second. Hour number two, the 7 a.m. hour, right after the Samsung Sunday KTTH.